What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're here with week 17 of the NFL recap, of the second to last recap before we're talking playoffs, baby. But as always, before we jump into it, we'll go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on week 17, your favorite game, if your team won, your team lost. Let us hear it down in the comments. I'm one half of the show. I'm Paul. Pick them, win them, Concha. I got my new favorite beer with me this today. The fucking Modella Negra. Got put on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Modelo Negro. <laughs> no, it's an A at the end. Oh, Negra. It's Negra. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've never seen that before. Okay. But you already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Dom Pioi, a.k.a. the realest on your screen. Cheers, my boy. How You feel me? But um, week 17 was lit. I ain't going to lie to you, Pavel. Yeah, There was a lot of shit that went down this week. So that's actually – I want to change things up a little bit. Instead of us jumping, because, you know, technically the first game we would talk about is Cowboys-Lions, and it might still be, very well be. But I want to, I want to jump. What was the hottest, like, what was the hottest topics leaving Week 17? Like, what was the biggest thing? I Like, for me, one of the biggest things, the elephant in the room, is the Ravens beating the fuck out of my Dolphins, just securing that number one seed, uh, arguably the best, like postseason time, they are the best team coming. They're at the top of the mountain right now. Uh, so Lamar securing the MVP because of that ass whooping. He threw more touchdowns than incompletions. It was it was disrespectful. So uh, yeah, like to me, that's the first topic I want to start with. That's the the hottest topic in the street for me. Nah, I mean the shit that that this Ravens team is doing is just justifiably incredible. Like I remember, we're on them very early in the season. But we're on them very early because the defense. We felt like we're finally paying to their full potential. Kyle Hamilton showing that he's pro bowl, all pro talent. Um, we were on them very early. And then they started getting injuries on the offense with um J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews and just the little injuries that they were getting. And we were thinking, yo, these are solid names and big key roles in this offense. I don't think this offense is going to continue to – Mesh well, especially, and then we're also talking about the new offensive coordinator. We're like, this offense isn't looking great early. So to see this team go from that to what they're doing now, dropping 56 on the Dolphins, pulling up to um San Francisco and busting their fucking ass. And then I want to say, who was it? Did they beat the Bills the week before or Thanksgiving? Some They beat another great team before um, they San beat, Francisco. Um, I know they beat the fuck out the Lions. Um, was it the Eagles? They beat the shit out of the Eagles. Before they beat the 49ers, they beat the Jags, and they beat the Rams in OT. Yeah, they've been fucking dudes up. They haven't lost a game since they've lost um, that, that OT game to the Browns in um earlier in the season. So this Bravens team is awesome. Like, it's just crazy what they're doing. And John Harbaugh's really, really put something together, They and they've made it work, and it looks like a family. Like, you've seen them boys dancing in the fucking locker room. Like, they're balling right now. I don't think anybody's fucking with them. Yeah, and Harbaugh, I mean, he just happens to be in a year where we had a lot of great – like, he probably wins coach of the year a lot of years. It's not this year. We're not with DeMarco Ryans leading this Texan squad. Not a uh, Savansky over there in the Browns leading with Joe Flacco come to playoff time. Like, there's a couple other coaches that honestly 
Uh, fuck, even the Lions, you could say, have a. The, 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 there's just so many teams that are in that running for coach of the year right now. Or uh, Sean McVay with the Rams. Like, who would have thought this Rams team is really looking the way that the, the Colts, uh, first year coach in Gannon. Um, who would have thought like type shit like who uh really like who who would have thought all these coaches looking good so Harbaugh because of a of all the year of all these crazy coaches he might not win coach of the year but I mean 13 and 3 the best team in the NFL who's the number two team in the NFL the 49ers and they beat the dog shit out of them who was the number three team in the NFL well now it's probably the Cowboys but before it was the Dolphins and we he, they dominated the Dolphins the Lions are a top five team in a lot of people's eyes they took them to the woodshed. It was like thirty-eight to six. It was a it was an ass beating. Like, like they have played the best opposition and the steamrolled every every time they had to go play someone that was like that, they pulled up and like smoked them. Like they really smoked them. So I don't feel too bad about it. Like it hurts for us as a Dolphins fan, but like they've been doing this all season to the heavy hitters. So maybe we was just the heaviest hitter. So they had to do a little extra on us. You know what I mean? No, I respect it definitely. I mean, I just think it's just one of those games where they just couldn't they just couldn't be stopped for real. Um, Zay Flowers, the shit that, that was he was doing looked crazy. Cut I, back in and then I was Odell. You see what there, Odell. Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely, one hand, fourth down, touchdown. Like they were just doing everything at will at that point. And then it's not like they kept the fucking starters in. It was Hutley and uh, Mike White getting the last um, few reps, and they were still able to score on those plays. So like, it was just it was just the second you you texted me, "Hey yo, the Dolphins gonna make the greatest comeback you've ever seen," and I was like, "They've done it before," but I just didn't want to. And then I looked up, and I was like, "Oh, they're about to score again." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, Paul, I'm gonna see this coming." <laughs> like, just, I, we we literally got a turnover on Lamar. It wasn't even Lamar. Someone fumbled. I think it was the running back. Somebody fumbled. We got the ball. We was lit. We was like, I did. That's when I was like, yeah, we, we. I really, we might do it. Like, we got the turnover. We go down and score. It's. It, I mean, it's still a pretty lopsided game, but it turns into like a 17, 14 point game instead of twenty plus. Like now it's just a couple more good drives. Very first play after we get that turnover, two of those an interception right back to it. I was just like, God damn, <laughs> this is it. Like there's no there's nothing we're gonna be able to do this week. This is GG's on on to next week, and we gotta beat the Bills for the number one seed. Um type shit. Winner takes number one seed in the AFC East. So like now it's we're leaving the Ravens in the rear view. We gotta lock in on the Bills this week. Yeah, I respect that. I'm rooting for you guys, man. But at the moment that Ravens team is awesome. So that was my hottest topic of the week. Um, let me leave in week seventeen. What, what was one of the? What do you think one of the other like big storylines fresh off the week seventeen? Oh, this is why you wanted me to skim through this shit. Okay, you're smart. So I mean, I don't think it's the hottest topic, but I think it's gonna be some low key shit nobody's gonna talk about. So I'm gonna talk about it. Let me hear it. Jordan, Jordan Love is third in the league in touchdowns. What? <laughs> what? Jordan, I went on fantasy football app. He was the number five quarterback. I was like, what the fuck? Jordan Love? Like, what? <laughs> Nobody's going to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. Like, like, right. like, like it's, he has some numbers. <laughs> Top 10 passing yards, 3,830 touchdowns, 11 interceptions with a 93.8 passer rating, right? Like, 
Kind of him. <laughs> and, he, and he's doing this with all young niggas. Like, there's no old people on this squad. Like, it's and crazy. Watson, the number one, like, the real number one receiver they have, he's been hurt all year. Like, every right. he's played, like, four total weeks of football. Aaron Jones, hurt throughout the year. The, the tight end they drafted got hurt halfway through the year, toward ACL, out for the rest of the year. Like, this team was hurt. Facts. And they're over here just doing the thing. And they're, like, they're not doing it loud. They're not winning all the games, but they're winning games you didn't expect them to win, like when they beat the Eagles and shit. We're just like, yo, what the fuck is going on right now? And remember, I just, I told you, Jordan Love looks good for 10 plays a game. I just didn't know he really does that every game. <laughs> all right, I might, have to, might have to bump that number up to like 15 to 20, right? Now. <laughs> I don't know if it's just 10 anymore, bro. Like, he's doing something crazy. And it's for me, it's like they, like they really are in a position, like they're – I said it on the picks. I was like, this is two things out of Jordan Love. Like, they could lose this game, and they lose to the Vikings on some on some crazy division shit. Or we could be really talking about, if he wins this game for the Packers and they set up a win for next week to go into the playoffs, like, we're looking at this is the game. This was Jordan legacy, Jordan Love legacy game. And, like, the first season ever, and he's going to might lead this team into the playoffs, and it's argu- arguable. I'm not going to say it is just because the defense might not be as good this year, but it's arguable this team is worse than they were last year with not not just at the quarterback level, but as, as an overall unit, offensive line isn't as good. The, the um defensive – the I think the Packers' defense is a little worse this year than it was last year. Um, And, like – Jordan Love is leading this team to the fucking playoffs as of right now. Like he has a chance if they come and win Sunday. Yeah, they're they did their thing. I will say that they've done it very low key, very quiet. But there's been no drop. There's only they've done this season is way better than last season. So I'm gonna take my hat off to the Green Bay Packers. And yeah, it's just the Vikings. But I mean, that's what people are gonna say is that it was just the Vikings. Right? The Vikings were like a one point favorite when we made when we made our picks. Like the Packers were the underdog in this game. <laughs> yeah, like four touchdown night for Jordan Love. And he's he's a little bit he's got more legs than people give him credit for. He is an athlete. Mm-hmm. But that's mine right there. All right, and then I'll probably say just for the third one, I like I like to do things in threes. So like for a third one, I'll have to say the Cowboys Lions start Saturday night football. The Cowboys getting the win 20, 2019. But the biggest story, the biggest story is the two point conversion that gets called back because of the rest. Because the my boy Campbell got a little tricky with him. He had two offensive linemen go up there to try to trick the Cowboys on who's going to be eligible and who isn't eligible. And they end up, they were so fucking smart with it. So, them tricksters, bro, that they tricked the refs into thinking a, a different guy was eligible. So, when the person they intended to be an el- eligible receiver caught the ball to, to win the game, the first off, the nutsack to go for two to win the game. And that bitch gets, and it gets called back. And now we got a Cowboys 20 and a Lions 19. Dallas win. Those are your people, Kev. So here's the thing. We all picked the Cowboys. That's what made me so mad about this game. So, like, I was watching this game thinking, like, yo, bro, there's no way the Lions are about to come down. Jared Goss been looking crazy all day. 
CD Lambs been tearing them the boys the fuck up. 227. Like, yeah, there's no way this line seems over. There's no way Jared Goff's going to take these motherfuckers all the way down. You know, the last two minutes after the, they held the line, they held the Cowboys, made them kick the field goal. The Cowboys really could have ran that bitch a little more, ran ran at least 45 seconds off the clock, but they did So it. I'm not tripping, right? That was like Mike McCarthy was looking kind of – even my dad, he was like, what the fuck is he doing? Stop throwing the ball. <laughs> Literally, like, you're going to run a little bit of time off of that clock. But they they respected their defense or something. But um, those, those what does it go? Um, Jared Goff gets the ball. He um dumps that bitch off to Sam LaPorta. Dumps that bitch off to Amon St. Brown. And then now every time they get the first down, they're clocking that bitch. Motherfucking gets yeah. another another catch off to Sam LaPorta. Can't remember if they got one more. But then they end up scoring a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Athletic has touchdown to fucking beat the pylon to beat the defender to the pylon and make it in. And then you see the two point conversion. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. They they go for it and then, you know, stop, timeout. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Like, all right, all right, I'm not tripping. Like, okay, keep, you can go for it again. You, you, they didn't see the play or nothing. Nobody really moved. And then they go for it. They do, they do the play. And the shit gets motherfucking, and they get the penalty on it, which was a very, very late call. Very, very, very late call. And we're not even going to talk about that holding call earlier in the game that nobody fucking called. We're never going to bring that up. But then you go to motherfucking, you get the play, you trick the fuck out of everybody, you trick the fuck out of me, you trick the fuck out of the defense, and you trick the fuck out of the refs. So you trick the fuck out of everybody, got the play, that fucking that was looking athletic ass catch by that old lineman. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought he was gonna drop that bitch. And then they called a flag, and you don't kick the field goal after that. That's what I didn't understand. I was like, yo, you got some nuts for real. Yeah, at that point, you're you went from like a 10 yard play to a 30 yard play, and they still said, fuck it, we him here to win. Yeah, like I was like, I didn't understand. I was like, all right, you do you, homie. No, no disrespect. But then it goes down to the fact that, like, okay, Michael Parsons gets the offsides. It's like, all right, cool. Like, the, you know, the gods, the um, the, the football gods, and let this shit go. So, f- the last one, fourth try. That's the two-point goal. Fourth try. Fourth try, Paul. Last one, Jared Goff just doesn't get enough wind under it. Maybe if he had led him a little bit more, he, he would have been able to catch that bitch and it would have um, walked into the end zone. He would have um, grinded his way into the end zone. That would have been a – it would have been an easy one to break the plane. But Jared Goff throws a little low, dude drops it, and game over. And I'm just like, that field goal is not sounding too bad right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, your defense is getting cooked. But, like, after so many, it's like, all right, let's just kick this field goal as a whole. I thought a kicker would hurt at first. Yeah, no, like, you got to start. At a certain point, you got to stop. Like, all right, we're banging our head against the wall. Like, we got to stop. Let's just get this point, go to OT, maybe. And the thing about this game to me is the fact that it was definitely um, a referee error and they're, they're, the NFL kind of admitted it slightly by saying that this um crew got demoted from the playoffs and stuff like that. Out of but um, it was the fact to me what the wrong thing was that they had that play in there all game. Like they knew they were going to do that all game if they had the chance because um the reason why he chose, he put 70 on it because 70 wasn't one of the two that came up to him. The reason why he said 70 is because 70 had been coming up to him all game saying, 
oh, I'm eligible, or oh, I'm eligible, or oh, I'm eligible. So that's why I also don't think that's why when they had said, oh, 70 is eligible, nobody flinched because it was like, oh, like they've been hearing that on game already. So, like, that's why nobody said, oh, wait, hold on, bitch, it's supposed to be 68. Like, nobody called the timeout or nothing. And, and then um, apparently Dan Campbell told them about the play, the rap yeah. stuff. It just makes it even worse. Like, damn, it's because like... he had been coming up. Seventy had been coming up to him all game. Like, oh, oh, I'm eligible. Like they've been doing that. They've been running the um, formation all game, and like it was set up for two. Well, that's why I was like, damn, that was a chess piece right there. I was just like a chess piece because, and then then the only reason why I'm not tripping, tripping is because if even if they did say like, oh, that they shouldn't have called that, it would have still been a legal formation because um the wide receiver would have had to have been off the ball or something like that, or, like, the wide receiver would have had to have been on, and he would have had to have been on. It would have been a play anyway. Either way, the shit got fucked up regardless. So that's yeah. why I'm just like, but the refs definitely won the Cowboys that game. And then, just to highlight some of the other things in this game, Dan Campbell did it again, going for it on fourth down on his side of the 50 with a fake punt that worked perfectly. So, like, he showed his nutsack all game, and Shout out to two people. One, myself, and secondly, <laughs> C.D. Lamb. <laughs> we both did y'all both, y'all both had the same impact. Same impact so I was going up against – I had like seen – my team was CMC, Shaquan Barkley, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, who got who didn't play this uh, this week, uh, Jalen Waddle, who didn't play this week. and But then I picked – I still had like Zamir White. I still had some hitters on, on the bench. And – I hit up the per. I'm in the championship. I hit up the person I'm playing, and I said, "Hey, because it's 700 to first place, 200 to second place." I told him, "Hey, like how like, we both felt like and kind of confident because it was 50 50 projection. He had a like he had a player missing. I had a couple players missing. I was like, "Do you just want to split it 450 each, or do you want to play this out?" We thought about it. We decided before. I was like, "We got before kickoff 8:15 Saturday." At eight fourteen, over the phone, we 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 made a deal. We're gonna split it four fifty each. And if uh, and by every twenty point difference, if you get blown out by twenty points, every twenty point difference is an extra fifty to whoever wins. Okay. So there's at least something to make your score. So we split four fifty. First time playing had CD Lamb, and Woo! like. Second, third play of the game, seventy yard bomb over the top to CD Lamb. I'm watching that I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, like I'm so happy I made this deal. Then he gets twelve catches or thirteen catches for two hundred and twenty seven yards and a touchdown. This is a PPR league, baby. Like this was a forty point burger for your championship weekend. And last I had CMC, he got hurt in the first quarter, bro. Was, he, he didn't get his 30 points. He got his 13. Like, Shaquan Barkley ended the game with, like, six points. Like, I got – I did not win shit. <laughs> but I got 450, baby. <laughs> so, that's why I said shout out C.D. Lamb because he's he's a dog. He did that thing. He is leading the league in yards. He has overtaken two, uh, Tyreek Hill in yards. 1,600 right now. He also has two more games than Tyreek, so that's why I'm not tripping. But he does have the most yards. So he did it. He did it quietly, though. You feel me? Fucking right. Like we, we was shouting silent him assassin, out. Assassin, bro. Silent assassin. Oh my gosh! And, and shout out. Don't forget, I we were supposed to bring this up earlier. But shout out John Harbaugh. 
for them dance moves in the locker room. Oh, <laughs> you didn't think he still had it in him? Yeah, he got low. But we got to get to the slate, probably. This is All right. Yes. First game on the slate. Now we go down to 1 o'clock. Bills, Patriots, 27-21. Almost made it to the hot topic of the week because the, the Patriots were in this game. All game. Uh, up until the fourth quarter. Well, really, like, it was like 14-20. And then also in the second half was when the uh, the Bills took the lead. In, like, not took the lead, but like started to control shit. But, uh, but before that, the defense was making plays. I think Josh Allen threw uh, – was it a um, – I know he threw an, a couple – an interception. But then uh, it's, done, it's the Bills defense came to play. If it wasn't for the Bills pick six, uh, I don't know who it was, but they got a pick six in like the second quarter. So it was earlier. Like that was the momentum shift, I think, in the football game. Because before that, it, it was looking like this is a ball game. Like this could go either way right now. Neither offense is doing much. And then the Bills' defense really came in and then uh, scored some extra points for you. Nah, dead motherfucking. It was Rasul Douglas, and I think that was on the second um pick that he scored that in the second quarter. But, bro, the Patriots started this game off with a fucking kickoff return for a touchdown. Like, they were – the Patriots came on one for – I don't know what Bill told them, but Bill was like, hey, Bill. They, Bill said we're going to beat the Bills, and they told them boys something. They didn't. But they tried. Bailey Zapp tried. Like, they tried. They genuinely tried. But he threw three interceptions. You can't really win if you turn the ball over that much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were making Josh Allen settle for field goals for the, in the, for the most part. For the most part in the first in, um, the first half. Second quarter, they didn't even score a single touchdown offensively. And then third quarter, they figured something out. So they just kept them boys at bay. And I think this is this game showed what the Bills are gonna look like in the playoffs. Cause I was scared the last two weeks the Bills were looking like quite unstoppable. But this is the Bills team I think that's gonna show up in the playoffs. They're gonna barely they're gonna scratch tooth and nail to get the um to get the ends, and their defense has to really um complement their offense. If it doesn't, they're not winning any games. Well, they gotta win this week because it's like if the Bills lose to us next week in Miami. And the and the Jaguars win, and they beat like the Jaguars beat the Texans, and the Steelers win. The Bills are not in the playoffs. The oh wow! And that and that's one of the reasons why they flexed Sunday Night Football will now be the Bills versus the Dolphins Sunday Night Football. So wow. it's similar similar to that of like the Lions and Seahawks of last year, where like they kind of knew their. Whether or not they're going home or not, come kick off the Packers Alliance. Oh yeah, the Packers Alliance. Uh, in the year, uh, so like, like the Bills, we'll know whether or not it's a win or go home situation for them come Sunday night, which makes it fun. But yeah, they they haven't secured their spot yet. That's why I was saying like this was almost the egg on their head because if they lost this game, they would really been like, they'd be one of them teams like hoping to make the playoffs. No, nah, that shit is funny. And it's always funny, I feel like, being the team that can go in the dance, play spoiler for the niggas, because it's like, ugh, I just want I'm, – I'm not going nowhere, so I don't want y'all to go nowhere either. What you mean? And uh, I know you're a fan. Shout out to anyone down watching if you're a sports gambling podcast fan. You know you, – you've heard the saying of the, the close your eyes special. Yeah. I don't know. I never know what that is, but like I always but it, it hits, right? And that's I think the one thing that for whatever reason that bitch hits, it doesn't make no the Dolphins will be a close your eye special come Sunday night. So okay. 
for anyone that knows what that means, just know that they that team typically wins for whatever fucking reason. The football gods let them win. Okay, nice. Uh, but then the next game, we're gonna talk your team, Kev, thirty-seven seventeen. Heineke, right? We thought he was a gamer. We thought he was ready for the big lights. Uh, but Chicago, I mean, I don't know. If it's it's more of this like this is just what the Falcons do for whatever reason, or if this is like. Hey, the Bears really might be a team now. Like post Justin Fields injury, I mean, post Justin Fields uh, coming back from his injury, this team has been kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, you asked the question when Justin Fields first came back: Is Justin Fields going to be what this Bears team needed to win win these next few games? And I looked at you and I said, they weren't winning games with Justin Fields. Like we weren't. And and I was talking my shit, and now we look back. It feels like they've done one four straight, and they really don't. They really haven't been fucking off. They knocked off the Falcons, the Cardinals, lost to the Browns, beat the Lions, beat the Vikings. Like this team has looked very interesting these last couple of weeks. I'm saying all this as a way to say, fuck, they fucked this up, and this shit was not cool, man. Like DJ Moore, and I started off with deep start off. It was still snowing. DJ Moore and um, Justin Field connect early in the game, and after that, it was a wrap. I mean, Tyler Algier got that great 75-yard touchdown, pushed it, fucking did it. He pushed the fuck out of that bitch, but besides for that, shit was crazy. I mean, DJ Moore scored that touchdown on Jesse Bates. That's when I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a long game. We're throwing our best hitters at him, bro. Like, what's going on? Right. What's going on? Yeah, and Justin, there was that one moment where Justin Fields was supposed to get sacked like three times in the pocket. Like, and he just broke everything. Like, people, like, grown-ass linemen had him wrapped up, and he was just somehow, like, shimmying out of it and then went on and, like, ran for that bitch for, like, 25 yards. Like, it made no sense. I'm, like, really, like, bro, Justin Fields really could be the, that next dude. I gave him I gave him so much shit the moment he got drafted in last year. And, I mean, he looked like shit, so I, I wasn't wrong. But this year, they got him DJ Moore. They got him kind of a better O-line. They, they unleashed Khalil Herbert. They got better offensive coordinator, offensive play calling in the building. And the, the Bears are, honestly, they're not a playoff team just yet. They're a team that looks like they're figuring out their culture. And the only thing they like, – and they still have the Panthers' number one overall pick next in this upcoming draft. So, like, if they want to get Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State – to combine him with DJ Moore for Justin Fields, like they can, they have the number one pick. If they want to, they can trade that shit to some team that needs a quarterback, or they can get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. as motherfucker and have the, the, so what people are saying it might be the best wide receiver prospect to ever come out of college. And this is the same, and this is like a couple of years removed from Jamar Chase coming out of college, like Devontae Smith, Heisman winner coming out of college. Uh, Jake Jettas coming out of college, like the fucking year when it was like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, yeah, Traylon uh, Burks, Jameson Williams, motherfucking. And then last year was we had Jackson Nigma, Jordan Addison, uh, Zay Flowers, all looking like hitters. And uh, then you like go to twenty twenty two, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Olave, Pickens, yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase, Waddle, Devontae in 2021. Then 2020 is like Henry Ruggs. We know what happened there. Jerry Judy. But then he had CeeDee Lamb, Jay Jettas, Brandon Ayuk. 
all these were the top five guys in the and they're saying Marvin Harrison better. Like this Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than them. Like this guy is ready. Like you said, we had Henry Ruggs. You know what happened there. <laughs> Legit question I got today from Marcus, because he comes to me for all his dynasty questions, was should I trade the number four pick in the upcoming draft and Alave to get the number one overall pick to draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? I was like, I wouldn't do it because Olave's already proven. But like the fact that that's a legit question, like I'm willing to trade an already proven thousand yard young receiver and my fourth overall pick just to get to the number one pick for Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that's how legit of a talent that he's coming into the league. Who, who has the number four pick right now? Marcus. Uh, no, no, but I'm just saying this is in his dynasty fantasy football league. He's on oh. Olave, who's a top twelve wide receiver already. And the fourth overall pick in the upcoming draft. Because in Dynasty, you keep your team every year, but you just draft the – you get the rookies. So you just draft the rookies. And he's okay. willing to trade Olave off his team for the next 15 years. Like, you can't – like, because you have that same team forever. He's willing to get rid of Olave, you know, basically, and, and his fourth overall pick to get the number one pick to be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr. on his team. That should just I mean, be how people are viewing how high of a talent this, he is. I do it just because yeah, these receivers are showing that they can come out the come out the woodwork immediately and produce immediately. Yeah, so, yeah I would do it. But um, yeah, I mean, he's the problem. He's the truth. Going to the Bears, doesn't say with Fields. They have the Panthers overall number one overall pick. Marvin Harrison's on the table, and now we're looking at DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison. Like a lot of these young quarterbacks. Look at Burrow. He had T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tua, fucking uh, Waddle, and Tyreek. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Like, you got you, you gotta have two hitters nowadays. Like, even Kirk Cousins, they were like, Yeah, we can we go draft Jordan Addison to put next to Jay, Jay Jettas. It's just like you gotta have these two Ferraris. And that could be that's what I think could separate them next year. Like if they get that another Ferrari, the Bears low key could be a playoff team next year. No, nah, bro. Yeah, that's best case scenario right there. And then on to our next game. We had damn, there's a shitload of one o'clock games. Next game, the Jaguars is blowing the fuck out the Panthers 26-0. We're all over the Jags, even though Trevor Lawrence wasn't gonna play. But I mean, yeah, zero points in the National Football League is crazy. Yeah, kind of insane. At least three could at least just score three. But um, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that game, yeah. It'd just be like that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, uh, shout out McManus. That boy hit like five or five or four field goals. I don't know. He they just kept rolling his ass out. Then we had the the Colts beating up on the Raiders. This was another game that almost made a hot topic because of the the uh, the flag called on the field goal attempt in the, like the last four minutes that allowed the Colts to kick it again. And then when they kicked it again, they 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 went up by uh, ten points instead of seven. So then when the Raiders scored to cut it down, it didn't even really matter. But like then when they but when the and uh, Twitter uh detectives broke down the footage and apparently it was the wrong call, he just timed a snap so perfect on the field goal. Uh it was still legal, but they called it offsides. Oh wow, that's crazy. So then instead of him and he missed the field goal. So it would have been turnover on downs, seven point game. Four minutes left. Raiders got the ball. 
or three minutes left, seven-point game. Instead, it's a 10-point game with three minutes left. Raiders still go down and score. So it would have been a tie game at that if, if they would have called it correctly. But instead, Raiders lose by three points. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I mean, I'm going to call it the um, – every time something happens, something controversial happens in offsides, I'm going to call it the Patrick Mahomes rule because, like, I've just seen so many offsides get called this season. I don't think it's just because of that situation with Kadarius Tony, but they were really been cracking down on that one. That's crazy. Oh no, but this is defensive offsides because it was the, the on the field goal, the defender timed it perfectly, but they they called it mm-hmm. offsides on him, even though he was technically on his side of the line. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that like they just keep calling these offsides, like even oh. close ones, like crazy. keep calling them, and. The only reason why it really was a big kicker was the Raiders was still being the playoff picture. Now they now they're eliminated from playoff. There's no they doesn't matter what they do this week. They're out of the playoffs. Just going there and play spoiler. But yeah, shout out the Raiders. Shout out Devontae Adams. He had a crazy nasty catch when he ripped that bitch out the Colts defender's hands and um in the in, in the um in the corner of the end zone. That shit was crazy. Yeah, and shout out the Colts, nine and seven. They're holding down that that they're securing that playoff spot. Yeah, I was about to say it's a fucking battle over there in um AFC South. If you want to talk Texans next, we can because like all three of those teams have the same exact record. Yeah, and that is the next team on the slate. It's the Texans winning twenty six three over the Titans. Another fellow AFC South squad. But yeah, I we were talking this game and like I think Charles picked the Titans. That's for sure. And then we always like, yeah, it's gonna be kind of close divisional game. I was like, bro, CJ Stroud is back. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, this is the Titans stink, and that's exactly what like, CJ Stroud is him. Twenty six three, like they took care of business. Yeah, they fucked the game up right there, and they kept their playoff hopes alive. They're saying like, yo, anything can happen this week, and the way that these games go, these next week's games have to go is pretty insane. I think it's the Jags win there, but um, the Jags lose. Like it's crazy. I'm not even gonna get too deep into it because I didn't. I didn't, I don't got the graphic in front of me. But there's just a whole bunch going on in that division. There are two teams. So there is four teams at 500 or better that's not gonna make the playoffs in the AFC right now. There are two crazy. teams that are sitting at nine and seven, and is not gonna make the playoffs this year. Crazy. And it, it, if all the teams of with them and up win that same week, they they could be ten and seven. And you're telling me that's not a playoff caliber squad? That's crazy. Like that's a little, it's like good season, but mm. you didn't win the right games. <laughs> you would have won a divisional game instead of a outside conference opponent. You might have been in this year. Mm, crazy. Then our yeah, but Texans. I mean, I, I just any team I'm hoping to make the playoffs that's not in it right now. It's the Texans. I want to see CJ Stroud and them boys in the postseason. Yeah, I could see. I'd like to see that Texas defense in the postseason. Eric Stanley Jr. holding it down because yeah. they're technically right outside. They're at eight, but any this next week they play the Jaguars. Any that's that will be for the division. Then we have. A game way closer than what anyone would have thought. The Rams beating the Giants 26 to 25. 
Shout out Kyron Williams, three touchdowns on the game. Puka Nakua looking like he really might be the number one on this team. Even with the healthy Cooper Cup, it don't matter. But, yeah, I mean, and shout out Tyrod Taylor. Fucking 300 yards. Like, Tommy DeVito was getting 150, and people were chiming, like, bro, this guy might be the Italian GOAT. No one's giving credit to Tyrod. Every game he started and has played all the way through, like, this offense is a real – like, 250 is a normal – like, 250 passing yards is normal. Like, that's what he does. Nah, that – and he can turn this offense vertical. Like, that 70-yard touchdown he had. What? That shit was, I want to say it was to slay it. Like he turns he can turn in his offense vertical. And then even like on the last one of the um the last first down they got, he he had no options out and he scrambled and scrambled what 30, 40 yards into into field goal range. And he just and I was looking at him and I was like, damn, bro, like it was smart to slide. But if you were Lamar, you would have got those last couple yards. Cause I think that's gonna make it <laughs> Like, like you was Lamar, because there are a couple yards that could have been got right there. Like Michael Vick would have scored on that play, I'm not gonna lie. But Lamar, he would have got, he would have got, he would have stopped, um, um, did somebody dirty real quick, and then he would have got the last couple yards, and then the field that would have made the difference in the field goal kick. But um, yeah, Ty, shout out Tyrod Taylor, man. He did everything he could. They just. They brought they brought that bitch down. They were scrambling. Shout out the kick return because they. This is what fucked me up about this game, right? So Puka Nakua, shout out Puka Nakua, twenty nine yards away from the rookie, um, the rookie receiver, um, record and shit like that, and the one that just got broke by Jamar chasing him, he's already about to break that bitch, twenty nine yards away from history, and twenty nine, twenty nine. That's that's like yeah. catching a half. Yeah, like knowing his ass and Matthew Stafford, oh, that's first series. That's the first series. <laughs> He's going to need the jaws of life to stop him from getting that 29. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> that record is took. But um, it was just his last drive that fucked me up. So you saw the fucking, the fucking Giants, they take the punt back. And that's how they end up scrolling, tying this bitch up damn near. And then they're driving this bitch down. Tyrod Taylor pulls some magic out of nowhere, gets them boys in field goal range. And I'm and it's always when you're looking at those field goals, you're just looking like, damn, 55 yards isn't as long. It's not as long as you think until you see it from the field goal, from the, the camera from the field goal kicker's point of view. And then they switch it to the skybox so you can see behind the field. You're like, damn, that's far. And then he misses this bitch entirely. Like it went straight left. It wasn't even like a chance at the field goal. I don't know if it got rushed. It looked like a decent hold. I don't know why it came out like that. Like he just, and I was like, see, that was the most Giants way to go out. <laughs> Bro, that shit was so bad. And I felt for because I went after the punt return. I was like, yo, this might be like destiny. Like they don't, you don't get punt return touchdowns to get close in the game unless you're not, unless you're gonna win it. Like that type of shit only happens to winners. Facts like that's something that just doesn't happen, Paul. It does not happen for no reason. And, but I just think it's kind of like you know I'm just thinking a little bit down the lines. Like as the offense, like especially this is a younger offense. Like yes, some people have been around, like Darren Waller, Slayton. But for the most part, these are younger guys. Jalen Wyatt, him. Uh, but it's like Daniel Jones comes back. And this is the guy that they paid all that money to, and they he like stinking up the joint for the first couple of games, and they know like. Tyrod Taylor, like being, I don't even think about the coaching staff and shit. There's like 
being a player on the team where like I have my incentives are based on my stats and like I want to win games. I don't want to I don't want to be coming home and my son don't even use my fucking they don't even use his dad's team in Madden because we stink. Like, I want I want to be good. Like <laughs> like tight shit. So <laughs> like so how are they gonna sit there knowing that they got Tyrod Taylor who's able to make you like you said he makes that bitch vertical like this that Slayton throw was on the money and it wasn't no thirty yard throw taken for set it was fifty or something air yard that bitch was a Russell Wilson sky ball onto the money for a touchdown it is just like if Dan Jones come in here and I see like three screens in a row and it's fourth and twelve. I'm fucking rioting. Like if I'm the wide receiver and shit. Like like you know how mad I would be? Like we call those, back to this? Yeah, Paul, we call those ducks. Those 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 skyballs. We call those you were actually really good at throwing ducks when we was jits. But like what's it called? Throwing ducks where it's just like, oh he's down there somewhere. Duck. <laughs> oh, throw it and that is gonna float in the position. It's like a heat yeah, seeking rocket. This sh- no, nah, she was beautiful, man. But yeah, shout out the Rams for holding on to this win by Dan. Nine and seven, securing and their yeah. playoff spot. And one thing we forgot to bring up—I don't think we've talked this game yet. Have we talked to Panthers yet? Yeah, you said you you didn't want none. You had nothing to say. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I was the only thing you said. Is I have I'm nothing to say about this game. <laughs> yeah, literally. I one thing. I have one thing to say about this game. David Tepper legit got oh, got what? a What? <laughs> But he threw that shit and walked off, bro. Like, I, 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 me personally, bro. I know if that was a, if that was a player, if that was like Cam Newton who did that. Oh, oh, they're an uproar. What they want him? Had he has to have a public apology by the next day. Now, fuck it. Before he leaves the by a parking lot, there better be a, a Instagram story apology that I lost <laughs> my cool. It was in the heat of the moment, uh, and then I want I want to see him find the fan he threw that shit at, gift him a million dollars, cure his baldness, and oh, something yeah. get him his his baddest bitches off his baddest lineup, <laughs> and then it, he'll be a little okay. But this David Tepper ain't gonna do nothing. I was like, bro, is anyone gonna hold him accountable? Is he getting suspended? Is he right. getting fined? I was watching on uh, that nightcap because you know, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp saw that and then was living. He was like, he's a billionaire. Nah, it's a different standard. It's a different standard you have to uphold. You have to keep because Ocho was like, oh man, I kind of understand it though. You want somebody to love your team, and then he was like, nah, nah, nah. I want to find. Dang, I want, I want, he got to be held accountable. Yeah. <laughs> Shared a shot. I was like, I want 500,000. I was like, I was like, I was like, the NFL would love to find him that too. But like, that's like, uh, that's like, Roger Goodell works for them niggas. Like, so like, I look at this shit like, oh yeah, it's going to be kind of tough to just find him 500K for this. After like, they almost let the the um, commanders, they almost let Brett keep his team after all the bullshit that he was doing. So like, it's gonna be tough for them to find him like that. That's like your boss coming. Your boss calls ahead, like, "Hey, I'm gonna be five minutes late." You're like, "All right, cool." Then when they show up, you got a write. You got a write up on day ass. Like, how many did you assign this write up? You were late today. Like, you ain't doing that to your boss, man. Right? What the fuck? You want to? You want to keep your job? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but what was the funniest thing was like 
And they was talking about like the reason, you know, you ever mess with them, like, why would he do that? Do you think like that he is paying for two coaches right now? Like, like he traded away Christian McCaffrey. Like, like he it was also like the fourth quarter when he threw that drink. Like he I think I think it was like a fumble happened or something, or like they didn't get a fourth down. I think it was like they didn't get the fourth down to continue the drive, and then the Jag basically end the game right there on the yeah. The fuck you was that drive gonna do? You down twenty six nothing. Like what the fuck is the fourth? You got mad then? Like, like that was the breaking point. Nah, Brett thinks about the Bills, bro. He thinks about like, man, this is no, this is not the one. And um, yeah, but like fucking twenty six zero bad, but yeah, David Tepper. I want to find. I want to. I need. A, I need an apology before anything moving forward. Bruh, regardless, whatever you find him, it doesn't matter because, like, at the end of the season, I found out these niggas get checks for like three hundred million for all uh, from all the TV deals and shit like that. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, 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 ESPN, yeah. That's what they be talking about them. And the ESPN, like the TV rights, is like a five billion. They just signed another one like last year or something. It was like five years, like fucking a hundred billion dollars or some crazy shit, like. That goes straight to the owners. Like as you get split up thirty two different ways and go. Right, they the get team. like right. They get a check for three hundred million minimum. Like so, yeah, they're not stressing that five hundred k fund. It'd be like, hey, take it, take it out, take it out the side. Man. <laughs> my dad, my I mean, my dad talked about it. He's like, yeah, David Tepper's a billionaire. What the fuck you do, breathing, breathing his air? Better get away from him. <laughs> I was like, you sick. <laughs> Better get away from me with your broke ass. I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> that would have threw a drink at him, too. Because I could. I'm a billionaire. Hi. <laughs> that is a menace. <laughs> then our next game. This is the hot. This is, bro. Y'all thought I was crazy, bro. I told you. As soon as I saw the spread, Kyle was at the crib when we the spread popped up. I was like, oh, that's insta lock. Like, throw your house on it. Cardinals plus 12. What are we talking about? I should have said, fuck the points. Let's just take the money line at that point. But I, did, I didn't do it. But what? Right. You were spilling yourself. You were spilling yourself. I ain't going to lie to you. I couldn't trust you. You were spilling yourself a little too much on it. Kyler throwing three TDs to rally and beat the Eagles, bro. And we forgot to bring up the revenge factor. Jonathan Gannon, not revenge, but Gannon, former coach, going up against former boss and Sirianni. Gets to show him, like, hey, bro, I got the better bird. Cardinals, bitch. Like, we pulling up. Like, so, 35-31. Cardinals 4-12 and now. This is what, the Eagles' fifth or fourth loss in a row? Or, no, fourth loss in their last five. They did beat the Giants. By, like, three points, I may add, when they beat the Giants. Or by, like, one possession. So, but, yeah, like. And now the Cowboys are in first place. Like, they fucked up. They slipped up. My dad prediction from, like, 10 weeks ago when he told me on the phone, like, hey, the Eagles are going to be the Vikings of last year. It's looking a lot more realistic. How you feeling about this Eagles squad? Or how you feeling about this Cardinals squad who found a way to win and Kyler might still have a job? Nah, it was crazy. We said it best a few weeks ago, and we said that he's playing for his life right now. He's playing for his job, but he's playing for his life right now. A lot of people are doubting, bro, and he's showing that like he can come alive. He's still alive. You feel me? 
So I have nothing but love and respect for the way for the the way Kyler Murray is playing right now. He's doing his thing. He's doing it. He's holding it down. He's moving like a boss, moving like a G. So shout out them. Like they looked alive. I remember texting you the, the before halftime, like, "Hey, this Cardinals team is cooking." And then next thing, next play, I see a James Conner getting um the one hand touchdown in the end zone. I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" There was a couple of those one hand like a, a fucking slant route, like a dart does. Grab that bitch by the nose and bring it in. Bring it in like a motherfucker. So yeah, I, he did I say it likely, James Conner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did their thing. I mean, this Eagles team, we kept screaming earlier in the season that they were looking that they're not playing their best football. They haven't played their best football yet. They're not playing their best football yet. I don't know what this is, but we this can't be the best. And they come into the because now it's looking like they gotta come into the um playoffs as a five seed. So, motherfucking, they come to the playoffs looking like this. I mean, you the four seed might not be too great. You might you have to you might have to play against the Bucks, Saints, or Falcons. But like, this is not where you like ideally want to be in um as the Eagle that when it comes to playing your best football at the best time in December. Yeah, they're they most likely are coming in as the five seed because there's nothing that the sixth, seventh, or eighth seed can do to catch them in the in that in that section. Mm-hmm. They could, if the Dallas if Dallas loses their next game and they win their next game, they do take the second seed back. But Dallas probably is gonna. I think they're playing the Commanders. They're probably gonna win that game. And if the and if you're looking at the five seed, you're probably playing the Bucks or you're playing the Saints. You those are the two. The Falcons are still you know mathematically eligible. Mathematically. No, technically, y'all is. I I think. I think y'all make it. Actually, y'all only got to hope for the Saints and Bucks both to lose, and y'all win. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be one of those things. I, if it's the Saints, I don't think they. I mean, if it's the Falcons, Kevin, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think they two work. But if it's if it's if it's, if it's the Bucks been <laughs> playing the last like four weeks, like Baker and them boys, or the the Saints team that like, you just you just the Saints is the hardest team to pinpoint. What the fuck? Well, who's showing up Sunday? You Nobody know, knows. You know, you know, know Jameis Winston showing up with some motivation speeches in his pockets. Maybe, maybe that's what it be. Jameis just hit some of the motivation because they fucked them boys up. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. You don't want, especially first week of the playoffs when they wasn't even supposed to make it. Yeah, but you don't want a Saints team fresh off of that Winston speech. If you, uh, if you, and you don't want to play this red hot Baker squad um, either. So, and then the Falcons. Might be a good matchup. Okay. You don't want to play against Jesse Bates. <laughs> you want to see Jesse Bates. Not with that quarterback play. Yeah, man. That whole that whole that that side of the that side of the um, field locked. What are you gonna do? Put Jesse Bates at the left and play AJ Terrell at the right. What are you gonna do? No, nah, I think I think Jesse played safe played safety, so you got motherfucking no, I you know. put AJ Terrell. <laughs> AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates on the same side. It's a wrap. <laughs> I know they. But, I know they play safe, but as I'm saying, there's only two sides of the field, left and right. If I throw Bates oh, over yeah. here and Terrell over here, where are you throwing it? AJ Brown, who? <laughs> that's the other thing. But, now we got to talk about the Eagles in their locker room. The reports are coming out. The, the locker room is fractured, and it's AJ Brown who's very vocal, and he's not that he's splitting it, but he's vocalizing his opinions on issues that are real issues that are showcasing themselves at the end of the season. Every game's been close. They're not going to get loud whenever games are close. You're still winning. But now when them close wins turn into bad losses, 
Now it's time to get loud, and AJ Brown ain't here for it. And that that's and he's basically letting the team know how he feels. And some people agree, some people are more to Jalen Hurts. And if you see like Jalen Hurts's interviews, I think it was like last week whenever they lost to the Cowboys, he was like, normally he always takes all the blame. Like, oh yeah, like I gotta be a better leader. I gotta be all them fake ass answers. All of a sudden he dropped the real. He was like, I just don't feel like everybody is as locked in as me. And like I was like. You're talking about somebody with that one. Like the person who who that was meant for knows what he meant by that. Like that, like that's some behind the scenes type answer. I was remember when we used to say that shit all the time. Shots fired. Shots fired. Is that so? That's where like when they say reports are this Eagles team is fractured. This is this is the worst place you could be because this is where the Bills were like week five and like they struggled for a few weeks. Now we're talking about playoffs in the next two weeks, and this is the team that's apparently was Super Bowl like top three Super Bowl favorite coming into it. Hell yeah! But say less, bro. It looks like what well, we got like five more games left. Let's see. What, let's see if we can run through these things. All right, bet we got we got Saints Bucks twenty three thirteen. This was an ass whooping. Like, yeah, that thirteen means absolutely shit to me. No, they don't throw it out to Chris Godwin. This bitch is not – this is a two-field goal game. Yeah, this was not even close. Like, we really watched the game. The Saints dominated. Like, the defense dominated from start to finish. That's what I'm like. You, you never know what Saints team you're getting. It could be the best defense you've ever seen or eh defense you've ever seen. So, we got the best defense you've ever seen this week whenever they were locked up Mike Evans and them boys. But, yeah, like – NFC South, I picked the Saints. You and Charles both were on the Bucks. I picked the Saints, and my only thing was, like, they always split. That's all I have. They always – like, like the Bucks won earlier? Okay. I'm going with the Saints. No reason I, to it. I respect it. Uh, I thought the Bucks were rolling. I thought they were going to keep our rolling come playoff time. So, now I'm really just looking at the NFC South. Like, we do this every year. Yeah, that's right. My buddy, I'm waiting for the Saints to win for my Saints buddy to be like, I fucking told you we're better than the Falcons. I'm be like, I'm really gonna be like, I don't know if you really is better than the Falcons. I think y'all all equally ass and equally good. I just don't know what the fuck to do with y'all. <laughs> you guys don't know who pops up any given Sunday. Yeah, like this is y'all can play a hundred games and y'all all splitting them with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, though, was the, the – this was an ass-whooping. 49ers 27, Commanders 10. It was close until it wasn't. And then the uh, Brock Purdy, IU, Debo, they really piled it on. CMC gets hurt. And now, uh, like, the 49ers aren't going to play their starters next week, so it don't matter. CMC had an extra week of rest. But, I mean, that was the biggest thing out of this game was, like, CMC left in the second quarter with, like, an ankle oblique-type injury. So something definitely to monitor coming into the playoffs. I mean, it was yeah. the Niners without CMC was a playoff NFC championship type of team. Just having to be with him even a little better. Yeah, I mean, I was stressing this game for a day because, like, it was what it was. I mean, the Commanders, commanders are just um, a season away from Eric Gannon being the head coach, I feel like. But it was the fact that they're the probably they probably they pretty much locked up the number one seed in the NFC. So what do you do? Do you not play them boys and then take the week by and then come back on? Like it's a I don't tough know the answer to that. When my dad asked me that same question, I was like, honestly, this is when we're starting. We're gonna start seeing the analytics 
of like a team that has number one seed and they sat all their starters, their stats we game up, and then we're gonna have like the number one seed when they play they play their starters for at least a half of football before sitting them for and we're gonna start seeing all the wild ass stats and like ain't none of that gonna mean a shit to me, bro. Honestly, I think yeah. it's it's like a heat check team pulse type of thing. Do you trust your locker room? Do you have enough veterans that keep this team hungry? Like, even though they're not going to play, are are they practicing as hard as ever? Are they really focused and locked in? Or are they out at the club at 2 in the morning because they're already locked up the number one seed? You know what I mean? Like, you got to read the room on what your team is doing and how locked in they are. And if you feel like they're not locked in enough, fuck it, boys. We soon up another week because y'all, y'all already getting ahead of yourselves. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. If you was um a part of um an NFL locker room, they probably would have beat you up for that one. They're like, yo, 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 don't be telling them what we be doing. That, that's but, uh, right now, if I see if I see like Fred Warner talking about to the defense, like we gotta get some sleep tonight, boys. We gotta get shit right. Like y'all, we still fucking up. Then I'll be like, all right, boys, I'll take the week off. Y'all earned it. Yeah, I respect it. I mean, I look at it as there's. They, they just can't go no wrong right now. Right now, you got to do what you got to do type shit. So I respect it. My biggest thing is um, I let them play a little bit. Nothing too crazy. But I, this is also a team that didn't that just that lost the NFC Championship because it just felt like they ran out of players. So, so it was like, I'm looking at this like, I'll let them play a little bit, but I'm definitely not doing nothing too strenuous. And I'm keeping this more as a mentally locked in type of week than just keep it um, – a bunch of like physically, physically, um, physical shit. Like really keeping less locking mentally, y'all boys. Let's come to the playoff and let's show out this first week. And maybe don't even give him any physical homework. Give him a mental challenge. So like, even though they're not playing, they have to come back in a week with like an answer or something. But like, they had to really use their brain. Like, so they couldn't just take the week. <sighs> they was really like having to lock in when they went home type shit. That boy Paul said, "Give him homework. Dangerous." Then our next game. Seahawks losing. We was all on the Seahawks here to the Mason Rudolph Steelers, thirty to twenty three. Steelers are nine and seven. Seahawks are eight and eight. One in the AFC, one in the NFC. This is, I mean, Steelers playoffs hopes are still alive going into Week eighteen. Mike Tomlin's five hundred record secured once again. To me, this game, it was the Steelers played as physical as they ever played all season. They had like 470 yards of offense, damn near. Jalen Warren was running running amok. Najee Harris was running amok. I think Najee had over 100 yards for the first time. That was like over 200 yards of rushing. This old school Pittsburgh football. George Pickens, I think he, uh, he hit the 1,000-yard mark, but someone said he only has like 50 catches. And they were like, I don't think y'all understand how crazy it is for a wide receiver to be at the thousand year, thousand yard mark on fifty catches in the NFL, like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's pretty fucking wild. I mean, I was looking um George Pickens is he would be like a great if he was just from the normal like Steelers like lineage where it's like they just like pass down great receivers pass down another one like if he gets here like on the tail end Antonio Brown Juju had worked out like he would be a very, very developmental piece in this offense, and then he would flourish into a dangerous player. But because he has to deal with it, she has to deal with it, it's a little tougher. <laughs> now, he is 12th 
in the rankings for yardage. He has 1140. Wow. And I feel like nobody would have ever guessed that. Like, that's not – like, when you think about, who, like, these young receivers that are elite, I don't think he's coming to mind because he's on the Steelers' offense and everyone knows the quarterback struggles. But, like, if you're telling me uh, a second-year wide receiver is sitting at 1,140 yards with this quarterback play, like, this is the third quarterback he's had to play with, like, you, you'd be sitting there talking about, yo, this guy's literally the truth. Yeah. But they say shout-out Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is about to go all um... – He's got to start right now, and he's the only person that looks good in his offense all year. So I don't know. And Kenny Pickett's pissed about that. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was supposed to be the backup. He was supposed to be a uh, quarterback too. He was healthy, but he said, "I'm not playing as a, a backup quarterback." So they put him as a healthy inactive for the game. Like Kenny Pickett does not fuck with the fact because he was playing a little bit better after Canada left. Then got hurt. Mitch Trubisky came in and stunk up the joint. And then now he's kind of getting at fault for that as well. And then Mason's just taken off. Yeah, you know my Tomlin doesn't play that shit. So we'll see. Yeah, it's the hot hand approach too. Uh, next game, Chiefs beating the Bengals 25-17. Chiefs needed this win. They needed it way more. I mean, the Bengals needed it for playoff picture, but the Chiefs needed it for morale to get the team mentally right for the playoffs. Once again, they're the division champion. They're at ten and six. Opportunity to go eleven and six next week. But even though they won twenty five points, they scored one touchdown. It was like six field goals. It was yeah, it was Rice. Yeah, so I mean, it, you take the win as a win. But is this offense really figured out, Kev, or they still got some shit to figure out? Yeah, I definitely would take um, – I mean, a win is a win in the National Football League. They're very hard to come by. But like you said, man, their offense is definitely still not rolling like we that we're used to seeing them do. So every time – every every week I'm just looking like, mm, am I trusting this Chiefs team? And, like, every week they show me maybe I should trust them less and less and less. So I'm not mad at this um at this win, but, like, I'm not giving you a, a million a million praises for it either. So shout out the boys for getting the win. And, and um, it's funny because um, this is like one of those games where Jamar Chase the, gave them some bulletin board material. And he was like, it's yeah. not like I got Jalen Ramsey and nothing on your team. Hmm. And Chris Jones was like, Jamar Chase, watch what you say type shit. But at the same time, he was looking like, eh, are you really getting loud on this one? Is this the one you really checking people on? Yeah, are you really standing up for Legereus need? Yeah. If that boy Gator was there, he'd be like Trent McDuffie. Yeah, Trent McDuffie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, Bengals. I mean, they're not out of the playoffs yet. They, I don't believe they're in the picture technically yet. They're oh no, they are eliminated at eight and eight. Yeah. Eliminated. That's crazy. Wow. Gotta be at least nine and seven. That's why I'm looking at these numbers, bro. It's like the the fifth seed in the AFC is eleven and five. Then ten and six. Then nine and seven. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. All the nine and sevens across the board. But yeah, like eight and eight. Bengals had a good year. I think them being eliminated though will eliminate that boy Zach Taylor from uh, Coach of the Year status. No, that's real. Then our next game. We had the Broncos beating the Chargers with their newly quarterback, Jarrett Stidham. 
no rust, no problem. 16-9. I will say I felt like the offense looked worse with Stidham. He didn't look yeah. as ready as Sean Payne trying to make it out to be. So it really wasn't for that little Jordan Humphrey touchdown. I was like a 50-yarder. That was a short pass that Humphrey took all the way and worked for that touchdown. We're sitting here talking about the only points that this this offense could put up was some field goals, and they might not even won this game because, like, who knows what type of momentum that little 50-yard touchdown would have taken away. So, yeah, like, <laughs> Chargers losing, no big deal in that. The only big takeaways for me is, like, Austin Eckler, he don't look like a top-10 pick in fantasy football next year. He's looking like exactly what I thought he was. And the Broncos – Broncos, I mean, who knows? They're eliminated from playoffs, but like who knows? If they go nine and if they go nine and eight, I guess that's a, a win on the season. First year with Sean Payton, and you just hope that next year he gets it better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Broncos got a lot to figure out. They got a lot of money they gotta go finish this and out. Yeah, they got a lot to that figure cap out. That is gonna kill them. Yeah, but it's a new regime. They got some they got some time to start over. Yeah, I mean, I think I, if they go nine and eight, the least, the only thing they feel like they have to figure out is the quarterback room. Like that, like yeah. that's a good thing to think about. Like we just have one problem: is we can fix this one issue, we turn that nine and eight to an eleven and six. Well, with all the backup quarterbacks that have been playing over the last couple of years, like you can accidentally fuck around and find somebody to hold down to hold you guys down. What first? I'm doing I'm doing three my three things if I'm GMs I Sean Pan first, drafting one of these next generation QBs. I'm trading I'm getting that top pick to get a Drake May, a Michael Penix. Shout out Michael Penix from eight one three, Tampa, Florida, Tampa Tech quarterback. Mm-hmm. To get a Caleb Williams, Drake May, one of them boys. Then I'm not just I'm not done with just that. Then I'm gonna go pick up Joe Flacco. We're gonna come over here just in case shit hits the fan. I got Joey Feezy on the back, right? The back burner. And then then I'm spending all – I know there's no cap because of Russell Wilson's contract. But I'm going to find a way to get cap, and I'm I'm getting the O-line right. That's it. That's all. Those are the three things I feel like they have to do. The rest will all fall in place. Yeah. We got the receivers. Uh, And for how long, though? Like, you don't fix that quarterback problem. Now that that shit's contagious, now you're gonna have a wide receiver problem because your wide receiver's done left you at. No, that's real, but that's a slate right there. Oh no, we got one more. Oh no, we already talked to you. Packers, Vikings, Packers, Jordan Love error has commenced, but yeah, I mean, Broncos getting the dub as of right now, Kev. We got the AFC's heating up for the playoff picture, the NFC's heating up because I didn't even know the Falcons were still in contention until you told me. I'm looking at it I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's crazy because they're they're the twelfth seed. They're not eliminated. And the Bears are eleventh seed and they're eliminated. Yeah, get them up out of there. It was a good ass slate, Kev. A good ass weekend. We got one more week. We got what week and week eighteen of the NFL before we're talking wild card playoff picture. It's been a hell of a year. We didn't pick our locks and dogs. We had a special guest. We weren't able to get to it. But I will tell you, I did win the week uh, overall, just to let you know before we head out. I think I beat you by one pick. Yeah, I went 
Yeah, I went twelve and four, and you went eleven and five, and Charles went uh eleven and five. So I barely beat y'all boys this week. I blame the Bucks. The Bucks, where I picked the Saints and you picked the Bucks, definitely was one of the big things. I was like, nice. This is, <laughs> and you took the Vikings over the Packers on some. Oh wild. yeah, cause I, cause y'all was talking shit. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, on some wild shit. Now you, um, if you didn't do that, you would you would been saying nice. <laughs> but um, once again, thank y'all for watching. It's been week eight, week seventeen of the NFL recap. I'm Paul Pickaway. I'm Concha. That's that boy, Kevin Waterboy, the referee Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well now y'all know, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs>